Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and educational resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Location, location, location. You've heard it before. Whether in real estate or opening a new brick and mortar business, it's that cliche that's basically a reminder that one of the most important aspects is the location. In surfing, this is very similar to your positioning. And in this episode, we're talking about the three ways we use good position to catch more waves. So before we get into our episode, I, I kind of wanted to hear about your trip. You uh, you did some overseas traveling. Can you uh, share a little? It was it was a surf trip, right? Or was it like a mix of things? It was it was a mix, but like um, I, of everyone like in the group, because it's kind of like this thing called the offsite, and then like a bunch of random people kind of like go on this trip together. But I went with one of my good friends because I already did it once before in Mexico. This time I was going to Morocco, and of everyone, I was like probably the not like the most experienced surfer in the group and like the one like wanting to do the most surfing so I definitely surfed the most of everyone I'll say and like took it upon myself to make it more like a surf trip but it was like surfing hiking um like it it was really really cool I, I got to see like a lot of local areas of Morocco that I don't think I would have like if I would have planned a trip maybe on my own and but yeah I what I wanted to just like share about the trip mostly was on, like how I guess where your local break is like really puts a lot of things into perspective for you because like I surfed in Swan which is the largest wave uh, the longest wave like in all of Africa and I was like ecstatic like I was smiling ear to ear I was having the best day of my life um it was like two to three perfect conditions for me like the rides over a, a minute long and then when I'm talking to the locals there they're like, oh, it's not that good today. Like, honestly, it's not breaking that well, uh, whatever. But like to the point that sometimes like at some points when you make it all the way down the beach, like you have to get out and walk back to to the peak because the paddle's too long. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? This is the best wave I've ever like one of, if not the best wave I've ever surfed in my life. And I was just so happy, like wake up, surf, breakfast, surf, the dinner, then like watch. It was unreal. And I had so much fun. I was like really, really practicing like cross stepping and like understanding like nose riding and stuff like that. I don't know. It was a blast. And it's beautiful as well. Like you're just like in the water and then there's a huge, beautiful mountain. Everyone's so kind. And so I don't know. One thing I just like thought was, wow, like they, they in a way like they know it's awesome, but they take it for granted. Because to me, I'm like, if I had this every day, even the worst day, I'd be like the first one out. And so that was something that I just like wanted to talk about and, and bring up that it really is about like perspective and understanding like 
how lucky some people can be that they just have waves like that in their backyard and like have even the like privilege to be picky i'll say so but it was a great experience and i feel like i really improved my surfing even on the like it was about like two weeks the trip we went to all different spots but im swan was definitely my favorite well that kind of sparks something that we talk about all the time which is like actually target the times where it's not ideal conditions swell weekends all those little things you know and then and then you end up really scoring you know with with people who are standing on the beach not even like wanting to have a part of it you know and you're just like really come on come surf with us they're like no 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 we're saving it for when the real swell comes and you just end up collecting like just so thoroughly yeah that that is such a major theme for us is perspective mentality attitude um and you kind of nailed it there because that basically one of the worst conditions i think we did this episode way back but and we should revisit it um, but one of the worst conditions is a crowd. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you can keep a gratitude attitude, you know, and be stoked, you know, in the quote unquote bad conditions or it's not really doing it that good today, you end up finding these sessions where you have such a good time. Nobody's out and just good on you for having that. I mean, it's easy when you're traveling and the wave is like exponentially better than what you're used to surfing. But like you said, it sends you home with a lesson, you know, of like, okay, like it's not just the wave that did it for me, it's also the perspective because if it was just the wave that did it, then all of those local peeps would be stoked on it, you know? But obviously perspective gets, um, you know, it evolves or devolves really as you, you know, have something so good for so long. And I think that's also like why East Coast surfers or surfers (laughs) from the Great Lakes and places that don't really have great waves are such stoked surfers because anytime they travel, anytime there's a wave, they're freaking out, frothing. They're so used to trying to keep the stoke up for their, you know, piddly shit waves (laughs) or, you know, just onshore conditions that when it's actually decent on the scale of like, you know, the world of what's a good wave, they're the most fired up. They're the most out there. So good lesson in, in, you know, keeping the fire alive. Yeah, way to represent out there, Sophie. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, and it, honestly, for me, it was crowded. And, and then they were like, you think this is crowded? This is nothing. But like, I also then made it a ge- kind of, because it's off season right now. But I was kind of making it a game because the reason it's crowded too is like people, it's their first time like surfing ever. So honestly, a lot of them are on the inside, but they're getting just like tossed in waves, like thrown. Nobody knows what they're doing. I know a girl got like stitches in her head from like a foamy like fin hitting her it was it was kind of a mess but i made it like a game being like okay these people it's like their first time and so kind of had to dodge them and then it's like also forcing me to like turn and like get better at that so i don't know i was making the game i was so happy there but it was crowded to me and they were like oh this is nothing it gets crazy here like yeah that's a i know (laughs) it it's a big big bay it can hold a lot of people Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of a lot of space for a lot of crowd. Yeah, I'm definitely a little jealous here <laughs> knowing that you both have been there. Um, and then also my brother and his wife on their honeymoon, they went to Morocco and surfed that wave and sent me videos. And it was just like, it was definitely a mind blowing situation and setup. Super stoked that you got it though. Thanks, you, it'll come to you. It's, it's, in your, it's in your future. It's in the cars. Yeah, right exactly. On. 
Uh, all right. Well, so this week's episode is it's a redo because we kind of went sideways with it when we've had <laughs> the first time, <laughs> as we do occasionally. Um, we have a good concept, and then I think it's really I would like to believe it's just because of our passion, and you start talking about something, and like that one little thing just takes you. And then you look back at the notes after you're done recording and realize you didn't hit your point at all. <laughs> but it's basically the title, Location, Location, Location. We all know that importance in, in so many things, how location is just the, the, you know, the center, the, the, one of the biggest parts of a lot of things, let's say. You know? And in surfing, it's, it's definitely true. Maybe it should be called position, position, position to be a little more accurate, at least in the semantics of how a surfer speaks. But we want to talk about the three ways that this word positioning comes up in surfing. And, you know, you hear it a lot. And the reason I'm, uh, you know, this, this episode idea came up is because I kept using the word position, but interchangeably for different aspects of what I meant, like, you know, the, our three points are board position, positioning before a wave, and positioning in the lineup. And I'm like, oh, your position, oh, your position, oh, your position. And in my head, meaning different things each time, realizing that there's a lot more to unfold here and, and to, to get into to articulate how deep that topic of your positioning as a human goes in surfing to effectively get you waves. Because that's, that's the essence, that's what we really want to teach. Um, is helping people be able to get their own waves. It's not necessarily to be like ripping surfers. In fact, that's probably one of the least of all aspects of what we want for our students. Just competency, safety, and the ability to get waves, you know? Um, and so today's episode, today's subject is on that word position, but how in three different ways it's applied to your session to make you successful at getting waves. Yeah, and then and then of course the foundation of it all. Let's just kick it off with with positioning on your board and and how intricate. And we're always telling people, look, you got to get really intimate, really into figuring out these really minute adjustments on your board to keep yourself in the premier paddling position and and gliding on top of the water best you can because even a you know an arm or a leg or you know a half inch out of positioning can really end up costing you waves where you end up in the lineup and and all of that kind of stuff yeah and ultimately without getting ahead of ourselves the other two elements of position we're going to touch on come back to how well you move around in the lineup, you know, paddle your board, and that is our first point, board position. Like, you can't even think about the other two position elements if you're not well positioned on your board. You won't effectively be able to get to those secondary and third, is it tertiary, positions that you want to achieve. So board position, really, it just makes the most sense to start with that. And it also, because, you know, everyone knows we're all about fundamentals, and the most fundamental aspect of your fundamentals is your paddling and the most fundamental characteristic of the most fundamental skill is your position on the board so like that is so to the extent where I feel like I'm a pretty damn good paddler but I'm still constantly paddling around kind of putting my palm on the board lifting my belly and dropping it back down and just always seeking position even by the micro 
millimeters. Like you can't even measure a change of my body on the board, but I'm like shifting my organs inside of my body to like alter my position, quote unquote. <clears throat> Ultimately, we're trying to get our board to trim in the most perfect way. You know, be as flat as possible without burying the nose. Um, and so I just, you said a good word. It was like intimate, you know, to really know position. You don't just plop down on your board, but to know it so well that you, you know, you know that right now it's not feeling exactly how it should. So you just kind of like lift your belly and put it back down, seeking that, that spot, you know, how your board should feel under you. It's, it's, you can't, we can't encourage enough to be so dedicated to searching for good position on your board. And that's a good point. Not just like, don't just settle for, okay, I've been surfing for 10 years. I know where I need to be on, and I only surf this one board. So I know where I need to be. Coach just said it. Even, even us, we've been surfing for 25 years and super, super into the technique and everything for, uh, you know, 10 years. But anyways, just like, forcing yourself to really work on this meaning like okay take one session and just think about positioning on the board meaning the time when you walk into the water get waist deep in the water and then hop on your board from from the get-go let's let's see and and hear how it works for you when you really focus on making sure you're in the right place on the board yeah, and then so and one thing I always like to hit on because even this element of board position can further be broken down into different implications. We're kind of talking about the efficiency of your board moving through the water when you're in the right spot. Let's just take it to extreme to exemplify. If you're too far back on your board, you're plowing water, so you're not efficient. Too far forward on your board, same thing in a different sense. Plowing water, not efficient. So obviously, if you're not efficient, you're not moving well, you're not going to catch waves well. But also, when you're catching a wave, you're effectively like on this tipping point. It's like a seesaw. And you want to let gravity take you down the face. And never mind how you control that descent and set your rail and so on and so forth. You basically are catching a wave by tipping down this slope and almost heading on your way to a nosedive. What you, that's not going to happen. You're not going to tip down the face. You're not going to start getting pushed by gravity if you're in the wrong spot of your board. You know, it's like laying on a seesaw too far back from the center and trying to get the other side to go down. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yep. You need to scooch up and then all of a sudden, without effort, just your weight being in the right spot will level it out and tip it down and create this, you know, fulcruming point that you are in control of by just ever so slightly raising your form or, or lowering your form. And so we've, we've all seen that. Sorry to interrupt, but we like we're just seeing surfers in the lineup paddling into waves. Nose gets high, boom, they're out of the wave right. over and over and over again. And so, boom, we're just like it's just the positioning, you right. know. Let's just break this down to just positioning. They're paddling their ass off. They're paddling their heart out, but they're not getting into this wave because of positioning. It's not the board, it's not the effort. It's just simply the positioning on the board right and to be true to our theme and make sure we're keeping it, it's board position your position on the board is not correct and it's scary that's why people don't do it you know they're trying to get the wave without having that commitment you want a paddle into a wave and not have to like watch the nose point down you know and you're not supposed to look there you're supposed to be looking down the line again another episode but that's what's going on there is like this i want to catch a wave 
but not the scary way, <laughs> you know? Um, and something that's come into mind is just that, again, coach is talking about being like on the seesaw, the balance point, you know, the, basically the only thing that's on the board is your core, your head and your chest are up, your legs are together and slightly lifted off the board. So you have this center, um, you know, your center piece and you're constantly, you're able to rock forward, back, side to side, and then all of those things together. Um, and just how we're constantly changing our positioning on the board based on what we're dealing with. If we're just having this nice, calm, easy paddle out in a channel, we're probably further forward and almost dipping the nose. If we're in perfect position for a wave and we just have plenty of time to do a sitting turn and go into paddling position, we're in that premier perfect spot and say we're spinning late and dropping in on a on a steeper wave then we're slightly back you know so and and then prone turns and all the other things that we do in surfing it's all these micro adjustments in our board positioning that allows us to not get flustered and get off balance and have these awkward uh paddles that you see so many surfers having that's interesting because <clears throat> Before we get to wave positioning, because I feel like we covered this pretty good, but I just want to talk about how you said changing our position. Would you say, because I kind of actually always say that you don't really change your position. Perfect position is perfect position. Mm -hmm. But maybe, I think, because I think we surf the same way, but we're just describing same moments a little differently. Yeah. So. Form adjustment. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so you're in the same spot of the board physically. Right but it's the way you change your form to kind of micro adjust how that seesaw tips. Like if you don't want that edge to go up, you're kind of lifting your head. Yeah, yeah, that's a good clarification though because actually somebody recently wrote in on the membership site and I posted the, or I didn't post the question yet uh, and the answer, but they were saying how, are you supposed to be changing your position for certain situations or not? Like someone told me I should be moving back for this and moving forward for this and I was Mm -hmm. like, no, like the right spot is the right spot. It's the other things you do in surfing that accommodate, you know, going down the slope of a wave and avoiding nosedive. Mm-hmm. You don't slide back to avoid nosediving. You turn to the left or to the right and go down the line and avoid nosediving. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I, that's a good one I wanted to like clarify because when we talk about changing positions with air quotes, we're really meaning change your form to micro, micro change your trim. But yeah. really, your body is still on the board in the same way. Locked in your spot. Yeah. And, and again, every board has its spot, and it actually takes quite a while to figure that out, where that, you know, that t- it's a tiny little spot. It's a tiny little spot. And honestly, I think the smaller you think of it and aim for it, th- that's what we're encouraging you to do, is don't think of that spot as a big old oval in the middle of your board. It's like the size of a pinhead. And yeah. if you think of it that way and, and kind of like are a little bit more, you know, searching, you know, it's like you're not looking for like a tennis ball in your backyard. You're looking for a needle in a haystack. In term, and if you approach it that way, you're going to get so good and so sensitive to the sweet spot of your board. And that that's just the last thing that I want to say is don't settle for almost perfect positioning. Stop readjust yourself like coach was saying sometimes it's just picking yourself up your your core and putting it back down thoughtfully and in line 
and then get back to paddling. Try to eliminate any paddles in your next session that aren't from the proper position on the board. Right. So that brings us to our second point or a second aspect of positioning is wave positioning. One thing I feel like I, I, I started recognizing in someone's level as a surfer is how they see waves and how they position themselves before the wave gets to them to catch it, you know? And it's very beginner to recognize a line, a pulse, a wave coming towards you and just turn in time to start paddling towards the beach to merge with its, you know, speed and, and energy. Let's take a pause. Hmm. I don't know if you can hear that, Sophie. We got yeah. a fire alarm. Oh, I was like, what is that? It, it sounded <laughs> We, uh, I, I used to remember not to sit outside or schedule calls for this time because of that, <laughs> the noon alarm. It's like Morocco when they do the prayer, like they do the prayer. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> Like, you're like, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so now that that noon alarm is off, um, or winding down, the, um, yeah, so beginners just recognize a wave, turn 180 degrees, and start paddling to the beach to catch it, you know, and as the wave meets them, they get lifted, hopefully, and if they're in good board position, maybe they do, maybe they don't catch it, depending upon the development of the wave. But more advanced would be to recognize a line of a wave coming, and then scan it left to right, and try to identify a more developed part of that wave, which means less work for you to catch it. Because if gravity is gonna be the ju- is the force that pushes you down the wave, gravity will be more effective in doing so if you put yourself on a steeper slope of that wave. Yeah. And so this adjusting your position before the wave is our second kind of point about positioning, to take your surfing to the next level, to take your wave catching to a new level and a new maturity where you don't just turn around and paddle, but you actually go left or right or out a little bit and try to meet the wave and kind of intercept it at its best point and then do your 180 to the beach and go in, you know, and paddling. And that's that's definitely something that has changed the game with with our surfing and like just looking back at our surfing the film of it you anyone who ever has watched themselves on film you pretty much look at it and you're like oh could have been deeper could have been more critical on that takeoff right i thought it was a double overhead backdoor wave and it was a you know four foot sano wave i don't know what what's going on here but i really need to start readjusting um, my positioning on the on the takeoff and it's one of the biggest differences why when students are in session with us they're they're kind of viewing the lineup through our eyes and we're constantly like okay there's the wave but your work's not done you don't just turn around and start paddling towards the beach let's go position ourselves better on this wave we, we actually do have enough time to do so and you do the work beforehand and your job is easier you you know you should be sliding into waves on big nine foot soft tops or long boards or whatever we're riding uh, mid lengths it really shouldn't be a, a battle every time to get a wave yeah that that's huge um, and to digress just for a moment but 
when you're, you know, the you wanna, if you're gonna paddle hard and work to get a wave, it should be the pre-work. It should be the getting in position work, getting in wave position in front of the better part of the wave. Because actually when the time comes for the wave to meet you and start lifting you, that's when you almost wanna pull it back, ideally. I mean, I get it. There's a line that you have to decide for as your own surfer and having your own style, how hard you work for waves and where you're just like, nah, I'm not going for this wave. It's gonna take too much work. Never mind that, you know, but getting to a good spot of a wave, the wave does the work, you know, like being in good position on your board and good position before the wave, really, you shouldn't have to paddle that hard. And, and you probably have seen it out there from the good surfers who just can turn and just the action of laying on their board from a sitting position is like the majority of the work they do to get the wave. Maybe they take a stroke, sometimes they don't even and they're on their feet and riding. And that's a perfect example of good board position paired with good wave position mm -hmm. to get a wave and really not have to do much paddling to catch it. And if there is any paddling, it's to put themselves in the place where they can do that. Just lie down and be in the wave. Yeah, that's making me, th you know, it's digressing a little bit back to our first point, positioning on the board and just the intimacy and finding that spot. But the transition from sitting to going and paddling, just doing that, over and over and over again don't just paddle out and sit on your board and wait for a wave keep continue to move around play around on the inside go sit in the middle of the in the middle of the zone and then go all the way to the outside but just you have to practice these things you got to get millions of reps under your belt so that it becomes a natural instinct to use the buoyancy of your board to start getting you moving and to be sliding into the right position on basically on the fly so just just doing that way more than you normally do in your normal session now um, since we're always teaching we're constantly like doing these demos so we've done it so much and I know that's why we're so good at it yep yeah I think that really covers wave position pretty well so last of all positioning one more element is the lineup position. So if maybe you noticed our our talk in this theme of position has gone from like the micro micro of your position on the board, that little universe of like your board and you and your position. And then we broadened it to like, okay, now how do you use that to get you in different places before a wave and catch a wave more effectively? Now to take it even broader is kind of like the general position in the lineup, something you can tar start thinking to yourself about while you're on the beach, when you're looking at the lineup, when you're looking at the crowd. Maybe you're in front of a spot looking at how crowded it is and then you look down the beach and see an empty wave over there. You know, again, going back to the original goal that we have for our students is being able to catch waves and be independent surfers. That's the kind of decisions you need to be able to make on your own to help you get more waves. And going into the middle of the pack just because the pack is getting waves doesn't mean you should do that too and expect to get a bunch of waves, especially if you're a beginner. So considering your lineup position is another element that has to come in to your mind about, okay, where do I need to sit? And if it is this lineup like that I'm in front of, is it down the point? Is it wide? Is there a wide wave coming in? Is there an inside wave that nobody's looking at? And that was like, as a kid, that was always my way of kind of scoring a couple more waves when I was so low on the ladder of being able to get myself waves. It's like, 
being able to see the kids really get this. They just see waves that they can ride. Actually, it just gave me a memory of seeing these three kids run up to the beach and this tiny, tiny, tiny little six inch wave was like coming into the beach and it broke and it peeled and it was like, it had to be like 20 feet off the beach. And then the rest of the pack is outside waiting for whatever bigger one foot wave. These three kids run up and the one kid goes, I could surf that. And I just remember, and I was walking up behind them and I was like, that's the attitude. There you go. Yeah. And he just, he saw the wave that nobody was after and found a place for him, lineup positioning. He saw his place in the lineup where he could get a wave. No one else was looking at it. Another factor in getting yourself more waves aside from good board position and good wave position, where do I sit in this lineup and that I can get a chance? Lineup position and it really, it really, your skill level dictates where you should be in the lineup. If you're a total beginner and you're having a really difficult time trying to figure out this board positioning thing, you should be on the very end. Well, you should, probably should be in flat water, but then you should take it to the very inside where there's no unbroken waves. There's only little white waters that it's it's gonna it's gonna be more difficult. It's gonna be difficult to to hold that with white waters coming left, right, center. Um, but you're gonna get the most reps there. And then say you're an intermediate, you're able to kind of work the inside, you're able to work the middle zone and the outside. And then if you're a total expert who doesn't ever have to worry about these, these first two parts, the board positioning and the positioning on the wave, then sure, go sit out the back and wait for the set waves and know your lineups and all you do is turn, spin around cork and you're into the wave you know so just just be real with yourself we're always preaching that and and go out there and get your reps in yeah i really like that in conclusion that how you you um you were saying like if you're an expert sit out the back and wait for a set and it's funny how often you find total beginners out the back waiting for a set and they don't even they don't even realize in fairness to them what they're doing yeah they're just trying to escape the inside. They're trying to escape yeah. the whitewater and the, the, the jockeying and the, and, cause it is, it's tougher in there. It's a lot easier to just sit on your board out the back, but you gotta think two things really. What are you out there to do? You're not out there to sit and wait for waves. You're out there to work and get better. And the other thing is, what do you think's gonna happen when that set does come? Yeah, they don't want that wave anyway. <laughs> yeah, so they don't, don't want that wave. Someone else does that's better than you. And even if you're like, yeah, if an, even if you're all alone, you're probably not gonna want this that wave. So you gotta be in a place where it's gonna keep you practicing, which means harder. You know, it's not easy to practice. Anything that's worth doing, anything that's gonna be good in the end, on the way is pretty tough. It's pretty challenging. Um, so yeah, like just don't go out there to escape waves, <laughs> you know. And if that's what you're doing, then maybe it's not the day for you. But just checking yourself and your lineup position. If you're a beginner and you're sitting out the back, you know, that's it's, it's not your lineup position. That's not the zone for you. Yeah, we gave you another mantra with this location, 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 positioning, positioning, positioning. You know, just go out there and try to focus on this for one session, one week, one month, how, however, one year. It's, it's going to take a long time to get really dialed here. So uh, dig in. Good one. You. All right, peeps. You.